to Gardening with Angelo on News Radio WTAM 1100. Now your host, Angelo Petiti. Good morning and welcome to Gardening with Angelo. Our phone number, area code 216-578-1100 or 216-578-1111. Well, we've had a couple beautiful days, uh, still um, on the cold side, but uh, we're definitely starting to smell spring. It's definitely uh, right around the corner. Uh, things are starting to dry up uh, and it looks like we have uh, a week ahead of us that uh, should really get the, uh, the ground uh, dried up and uh, workable uh you know one of the um the benefits of um of this year uh the way the uh, the uh, spring especially uh march and april it's uh, it's been unusually cold especially the night uh temperatures have been unusually cold i think what we're going to experience we're going to experience one of the best blooming uh, season we've ever had you know um in all the years that i've been doing this and i've been at this uh, 52 years and um i uh, i've never quite seen one quite this late uh i think we're about two to three weeks uh late uh than um than we normally would be uh from the standpoint of uh plants this is the first time i ever seen uh for city uh, not bloom at the end of april generally by now they're done we're uh you're going on the other plants uh, same thing with pears so most everything is uh not not a thing has bloomed yet actually the daffodils is the only color that we see out there so uh I think in the next two, three weeks, we're going to really enjoy a uh, very, very spectacular uh, blooming uh, period. Um, so hoping the weather stays on the, on the dry side so that we can really enjoy it and uh, go with it. Uh, the thing, the, the, the most important thing now to address is the grass. You know, you definitely want to make sure that uh, you clean it up, you know, get it raked out to remove all any kind of debris that there is there. Uh, get it all, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, all raked up and picked up, and uh, hopefully, uh, you have put your crabgrass control down. If you haven't, uh, you got plenty of time to do it. Uh, you got the next two weeks to do it uh, before we start to see, um, you know, any kind of growth uh, coming out of the ground. So I would uh, uh, suggest that you go ahead and put that down. Um, this weekend would be a good weekend, or next week. Uh, definitely a good week to, to put it in. Uh, if you're going to be seeding, uh, don't use uh, the regular. You need to use the the one for seeding, the crabgrass control for seeding, so that uh, the um, <clears throat> it will not you know it will not affect the seeding that you're going to be doing. Now the um, next week really looks like a, a, a really a good week from a standpoint of uh, uh, dry weather and uh, just to dry the ground up enough that uh, if you are going to do any kind of renovation to your lawn such as uh, detaching and overseeding and uh, the um, depending on uh, the condition that your lawn is your lawn is in so I will um, I'm going to give you a little bit of a scenario on what to do and what is the easiest way to do it um, if you're just going to detach your lawn and your lawn is starting to look of 10 and it, it looks like you need a uh, little rejuvenation and you need uh, some uh, uh, overseeding and thickening it up uh, the best thing to do is uh, get your lawnmower out uh, cut the grass as low as the lawnmower will go just uh, put it at the lowest possible setting and uh, cut the grass uh, don't worry about it if it looks scalped if it looks uh, like a, you know it, it 
took some of the right down to the root uh, uh, level. Uh, not going to affect the grass any. Um, once you have done that, then go ahead and get a detacher. The detacher has blades underneath. Take the blades and sink the blades about three quarters of an inch into the soil. So the adjustment, you want the adjustment to be low enough to be three quarters of an inch into the soil. Um, run the detacher both ways. And once you have done that, uh, just go ahead and clean everything up. Uh, this is really the biggest job of, uh, of this whole uh, process is really the cleanup. Uh, clean everything up. This stuff makes great compost. If you have a place where you can just pile it up and, uh, uh, let it, let it sit there for about, uh, a couple of months, put some lime right over it and put some uh, fertilizer, a little bit, sprinkle a little bit of fertilizer that, that will really help decompose it quickly. Uh, then you can use it as compost in your, um, uh, you know, in your flower beds or your, or your shrub beds. Um, once you have done that, then just go ahead and put down your seed, put down your fertilizer, put down your lime, put down your growbacks, put it all in at one time. If you have um, uh, a springly system, just let it uh, water it in uh, for a little bit. If you don't, uh, let Mother Nature take care of it from there. Uh, but that will give you a brand new lawn like you cannot believe. It would be uh, just as good as uh, the day that you put it in new. Uh, and very quickly and very easy and very inexpensive to do. Um, another thing that I would um, suggest that you, when you go to put, you know, pick your seed, uh, make sure that you use high, high quality seed uh, so that uh, you don't have, you know, you don't want to have any weeds coming up in your seed and that. So make sure that uh, the, the seed quality uh, is very high. Um, the, um, so that that's process number one. Now, if you want to kill your, if your lawn is shot and you want to kill it, uh, the thing to do, uh, go ahead and spray it with Roundup. Um, let let it sit for about two weeks. Once it's all dead, then you kind of use the same process. You go ahead and cut the grass as low as you can. Um, the, the, run the detacher, sink the uh, the blades three quarters of an inch, pick everything up, and just go ahead and put your seed down, put your fertilizer down, put your lime, uh, put your growbacks down, all at the same time. Um, you, in about four to five weeks, you're going to have a brand new, beautiful lawn. Very, very uh, easy. You don't have to cover anything unless you have bare areas. That, to, then you can go ahead and put uh, either some sweet peat over it or you can put uh, uh, just a little bit of uh, lawn soil, just enough to cover it very, very lightly. So that's... Um, this is a job that you want to really do. You don't want to wait too long if you have to do that. You, you want to do it when it's cooler, when it's hot, uh, when it gets warmer. It gets just a lot more more complicated and more work and more watering to do. This over here uh, in the cool weather like we have it now, it's really a great uh, great time to do it. Um, when you you know when you go to plant, uh, as you know, you're going to be looking at planting uh, uh, perennials, you know, uh, shrubs, trees. Um, really make sure that uh, you amend the soil well. Make sure that you really pick the areas that to match the tree that you're going to pick. Um, you know, do do some uh, little bit of homework to see uh, where you're going to plant. Uh, is it well drained? Is it shady? Is it sunny? Uh, is it extremely dry? Is it the hottest? The hottest place in your uh, uh, in your yard so you make sure that uh, you're picking the right plant for that spot that you're going to be putting it in when it comes to trees make sure that you know the, the width that you have so that you're putting uh, the size tree to fit the area that you're trying to that you're trying to put it in um, amend the soil make sure that you really put some good compost in there put your planting mix in there um, add biotone bio the, the biotone is microbes uh, this stuff is incredible you know just go ahead and work that into your soil uh, with your planting mix and work it all in and then go ahead and plant uh, you will find that the um, 
the plants will do extremely, extremely well. Uh, this is also the time next week will be a good time to start bringing your fig tree out, uh, all your tropicals, your tropical hibiscus or any other tropicals that you use on your patio that you've uh, been harboring inside the house. Uh, bring it out. The, the temperature at night is going to be in the 40s. Uh, so what, when you bring it out to make sure that you just give it just a little bit of morning sun and afternoon shade, they need to get used to the light. And it's going to take them about four to five days um, for them to get used to the high light. Uh, so every day, just give them a little bit more light so that by the fifth or sixth day, they're acclimated to the outside, they're acclimated to the cool. If in case one night it's going to get too cold, just go ahead and bring them in for that night and then put them back out the next day so that they will be uh, ready to go when it comes, uh, you know, uh, the middle of May that you know they'll have the you know all the um, the acclimation there and then they'll be able to, to, to be on their own make sure that you feed them uh, for some need to be transplanted now is the time to do it uh, if you are going to do that if some of your uh, tropicals are too big for the pot that you have now uh, take the plant out of the pot cut the bottom take about two inches off the bottom and then on the side with your fingers just go ahead and really break up all the roots on there if you have roots on there bigger than a the size of a pencil cut those off uh, get rid of them you need to generate all new fine roots in there then go up to the next size or the next two size pods <clears throat> put it in fill in put some fresh potting soil at the bottom fill in the sides with potting soil Put Osmocote on top, and um, and you're ready to go. Uh, so that um, the uh, you know they'll uh, they'll be uh, they'll be just set. Uh, if you don't if you don't transplant, if they're too big for that pot, they, all they're going to do is they're going to go backward. They're not going to perform, and you're going to have a, a very difficult time uh, getting them watered. Uh, now that the plants are starting to grow, you're starting to see these little buds in there. Make sure that you spray them for the deer. Uh, spray with plant skid liquid and put some granular on the ground so that they really keep some out and you don't have to worry about that um, also make sure that your fruit trees are sprayed before they bud out uh, that they are going to be in bud probably by the end of next week so you probably only have this weekend and a couple of days early on in the week to spray them the uh, bonite fruit tree spray uh, is what you want to use on there now um, or all season oil spray. Uh, those are the things that you want to use uh, before that. Uh, the peaches, you can still use the sulfur on them. Uh, the buds are not out yet, so you can go ahead and do that. Also make sure that you use your tree and shrub protection the insect control, um, you know, all you know, especially on Japanese maples, all your pines, all your spruces, um, anything that's very successful, your hemlocks. Make sure that you go ahead and soak that. All you do is just kind of drench the ground right up to the drip. Um, the uh, you know the Bonite and Bayer, those are the two best ones that uh, they make it. Uh, just uh, but spray the tree. All you're doing, you're just soaking the ground. You're listening to Gardening with Angel. Our phone number is area code two one six five seven eight eleven hundred or two one six. Five seven eight one 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 one. We're gonna take a short pause. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm AJ Petiti. Come celebrate our grand opening event at any Petiti location, including our newest locations in Jackson, Boardman, and Brunswick. Visit any Petiti's and save twenty percent off many of your favorite lawn and garden products, including Scotts, Miracle Grow, Espoma, Ortho, plus outdoor ceramic pottery, and so much more. Plus, get twenty five percent off our amazing Petiti grown trees and shrubs. And now is the perfect time to plan your outdoor space. Come speak with one of our experts and get the specialized attention you want at no additional cost. Plus, our outdoor patio collection features beautiful all-weather patio furniture and dining sets to fit every space, and it's all at 40% off. Stop in at Petiti's today for these great savings and so much more. 
Also, Petitis has partnered with Scott's miracle Grow to collect donations for the Cleveland Clinic Children's Hospital. Help us create a more comforting care experience for these amazing children and their families. Back to Gardening with Angelo on News Radio WTAM 1100. Once again, Angelo Petiti. We're back. You are listening to Gardening with Angelo. Our phone number is 216-578-1100 or 216-578-1111. Good morning, Angelo. Buongiorno, Angelo. Buongiorno. Buongiorno. How are you? I am great. Hey, two questions and a comment. Uh, I'm fertilizing all of my uh, pines and uh, evergreens and foundation plants this uh, weekend. Boxwoods. Plantone and iron tone or holly tone? Holly tone. Holly tone. Okay. Um, second question. My forsythia hasn't bloomed yet. It should have bloomed about three weeks ago. I looked at it yesterday. The buds are, buds are still intact. Uh, Frost didn't get them. Do you think it'll bloom? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. We're about three weeks late. Yeah, that's all you're right. going to see a bloom by the end of this uh, coming week. You're going to see uh, all the magnolias bloom. You're going to see all the the forsythias getting the bloom. You're going to see the pears uh, starting to bloom. Uh, the, not the next three four weeks, you're just you're just going to be an explosion of bloom. But yeah, we're, we're three weeks late, so a lot of them, a lot of these plants are going to bloom kind of at the same time, which kind of a little bit out of a uh, little bit out of sync, but uh, they will bloom. Yeah, that forsythia has always bloomed like the last week of March. Yep, and, uh, that's that's a normal that, time. But the buds are there. Hey, I have two comments instead of one. First of all, that latest edition of your magazine that you sent out to us a couple of weeks ago, uh -huh. that was really excellent. Oh, thank um, you. I really like all the information you did on the perennials and especially that section on hydrangeas. That really helps us gardeners with, uh, you know, getting ideas and things. It's really a nice addition this time. You did yeah. a great job on that. that well, I, then, I, I cannot take the credit for that. Noel, Tom, and the whole marketing team does it all. So they're the ones that really put it together. I just give them the idea, and then they just go from there. Well, that that's good. And uh, but you're the leader, and, you know, they uh, uh, you take responsibility for all of that. It, it's great. The other comment is, I went into the Avon store yesterday and got all my Spoma and Scott stuff. That 20% sale you have for two weeks every spring. Yep. Thanks a lot. Yep. Boy, that saved me. That saved me a lot of money. I probably saved at least eighty, ninety dollars yesterday with all of the Osmocote and uh, Spoma and all the other stuff. Yeah, I got. that's so, the only time that that's the only time that we get the supplier to help us do that. So we do part of it, and they do part of it, and uh, they, they only do that once a year. So uh, take advantage of it. Yeah, it's excellent, and uh, I got all my stuff for the whole season. So, hey, thanks. Keep Th up the great thanks work. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Good luck with your – yeah, you too. Yeah, bye-bye. Morning, get out with Angelo. Uh, good morning. Good morning. I uh, ended up putting the – or having the pre-emergent, uh, the first Scott's thing put on, and then we had all of that rain and flooding. Do I have to have that? Put back on again. I mean, the, if you had um, actually flooding there, uh, that would uh, you know that would affect it. But if you didn't have flooding there, the amount of rain that we had uh, should have really still bounded to the to the soil. It should still be okay. Now, if you had flooding in the area where water actually sat there and then ran off, that would have taken it with it. But as long as uh, you know you didn't have that, it should be fine. Okay, so if it just sat there and soaked right in, then I don't have to put it on again. Exactly, exactly. 
Okay, in the grass, um, I think it might be a creeping bent, but it's a very light-colored creeping grass. What can I do to yeah, the, the get only, rid of the, the only way you're going to get rid of that, um, what you do is uh, use Roundup, kind of square it off, you know, go like maybe about a foot or two off of that and just square it off, uh, spray Roundup over it, concentrate it, that'll kill the area there. Uh, then with a... With a um, uh, you know, with a high-pitched rake, just go ahead and uh, scratch that all off, and then overseed over it. Uh, that will uh, that will replace that. But uh, there's not it, it. It's either a poa. Um, it you know, sometimes it gets blown in either by the wind or by the birds drop it off. Um, it, that's that's how that all starts. But the uh, uh, that's a barn grass that just keeps you know it gets very thick. It's a very very thin uh, bladed. Uh, um, grass, uh, and, and the, the only way you can get rid of it, you have to kill it. There's really no other way to, because yeah. it's a grass, a weed killer is not going to work on that. So, uh, you want to make sure that, uh, just go ahead and get, and I would do that sooner than later because what happens, it just keeps on spreading. So right now, if you only have one or two clumps, uh, a month from now, you'll have a few more. And then by the end of the summer, it'll kind of be spread all over the place. So yeah. you want to get rid of it sooner than, uh, you know, than, uh, you know, before it starts spreading i think my son was trying to pull it out and no, I that, thought, that's, well, no. no that that's not going to do anything it's it just okay. a, it's just a waste of time and uh, uh not gonna not gonna produce any results because what happens the roots are still there they uh, they germinate off of rhizomes uh, by you pulling it off all you're doing you're multiplying it okay thank okay. you very much all right well you, you have, have a great nice day weekend. yep bye-bye morning Angelo. hi Angelo. Uh, Good morning, Angela. Good morning, morning. How are we doing? Pretty good. Um, I had a question about the Japanese willows. I'm not sure what name they are, mm -hmm. um, but they're in the bush form. Okay. Uh, what's the best way to take care of those, and when can I uh, prune those hard? Okay. The, what I would do, you're talking about the nashiki, uh, those uh, like white and uh, gray Correct. Uh, uh, foliage on there. Um, what I would do with those right now, just you know, cut them down to the size of a basketball, like about a 10-inch a basketball. Okay, Angelo? This bush that I have right now, it's it's gone for quite some time. It's that's about, okay. It's about five to six foot tall. That's right o now. that's okay. Okay. That's okay. Cut it back. Cut All it right. cut it down to about a ten to twelve inch basketball. Do that now. All right. Okay. Feed it. The thing is going to come out, and it's going to be absolutely beautiful. You're going to get all the new growth on there. Then, when the new growth starts to fade out, so when that like there's that real bright white. Uh, off-white color on it when that starts to fade out trim it again and feed it it will regenerate again you'll get that beautiful color again but every year you want to get that thing down cut down to a basketball just the size of a basketball on the ground you never want to let it go and if it, there's any kind of heavy uh, stalks in the middle you know, like they get to be like a, an inch or two, just cut those down right at ground level. Let it come out. They will come right out of the ground if you cut it flush with the ground. They will actually come. It will actually come out of the roots. Um, so, but right now, what I would do is I would just go ahead and cut it down to a, to a basketball size, feed it, and you will see they'll come out absolutely beautiful. I'll definitely do that um, next year. How early can I can I do that procedure? You you, you want to do that by the end of March. Gotcha. You know, I mean, that's, uh, I mean, this year that normally that would have already been out. Uh, but generally, if you do all that by the end of March, you're, it's really, the, it's always the best time to do that. Gotcha. 
Great. Thank you very much. All right. Well, you have a great day. You too. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Morning, Al Angelo. Good morning, Angelo. Good morning. How are we doing? Uh, I'm doing good. This is Pete from Cleveland Heights. Hi, Pete. Um, I've been going, and my wife and I are pretty big gardeners, and I've, I've got my cilantro coming back in a patch, okay. my, uh, my parsley, Yep. And and my dill. And what I want to know is, can I do the same thing with the, the basil? No. No. That, that, that's not going to, yeah, you got to plant that every year. Uh, but, you know, on your parsley, uh, make sure you cut that down to the ground flush. And um, because that, one thing about last year's parsley this year, it's going to go to seed a lot faster. So cut it down as low as you can, let it come out of the ground, then feed it, keep it, you know, put osmocote on there. That, that's okay. one, so that that will really keep it vegetative. Um, and then as soon as you start to see a seed pod, take that and cut it right at ground level. It, usually they spike up above the foliage. So when you see the little spike come up, cut it at ground level. Because once it goes to seed, the whole plant kind of goes to seed very quickly. So you need you need to stop it before it goes. What are we talking May or June or we're talking we're talking probably like the end of May, June or yeah, I mean once it starts to go, it's gonna go it's gonna grow very fast. And okay. don't be afraid to just go ahead and cut it down to the ground through the through the summer. Let it let it come back up, let it come back all nice and fresh again. Well right now it it's I'm I'm seeing uh, quite a bit of it. You're telling me just cut it down to the ground. Yeah, right. What I would do now, anything that's, you know, leave the new stuff there, but yeah. cut everything else off. Or just cut it down to the ground, feed it. Within the next two, three weeks, that thing will be up about uh, six, eight inches. Well, that'd be great. Yeah, so I, I would, what I would do, I would just cut it down to the ground, let it come back up. And I would, well, do, that, I, I would do that also with the other herbs. Cut them, cut them down to like about two, three, you know, like three inches or so. And then let them, re, let them reflush all new again. Well, um, I will do that. Okay. I have a, I have another question sure. about uh, two vegetables that I've never really had good luck growing, but I'm determined. Beets and carrots. Uh, yeah, well, beets, uh, you, you really have to make sure that the soil is uh, drains well. I would use that um, that clay, uh, clay buster. Yeah. Uh, make sure that mix that with your soil and use some compost in there. Okay, okay. It, it, the, the clay buster, what that does, it absorbs the water when there's excess, and uh-huh. then lets the water go when it gets too dry. Generally, what happens with, with the beets and the, uh, and the uh, carrots, once that soil gets dry, it kind of compresses everything in there. Uh, that, um, the, you know, the aggregate, uh, that, that will help really maintain the moisture in there. Another thing that I would use in there, use biotone. Biotone is 100% organic. There are microbes. Mix, mix that with your soil when you're putting the beets and the carrots in. Uh, that you, you will be amazed what that does to the rooting of plants. Okay? I never used that before. Pardon? I never used that. Yeah, before. but use that one time, and then you'll use it on everything that you plant. That is strictly a root. They're all microbes uh, from the from the um, the compost. Yeah. Uh, so you will see that that will really it'll make those roots uh, really spread out and take all very strong early. One of the reasons why the beets and the and the carrots, uh, you know, they go bad. The roots are not good enough to sustain the plant. That that's what happens because that top grows much faster than the bottom. 
So that's where the, that biotone will really help with that. Okay. And okay. how far do those beach sheets go in the ground? You, you only want to you only want to put them like about not even an eighth of an inch down. You're very very light cover. Very uh-huh. don't put them down because they'll rot on you. Okay. And how far apart? Uh, about four inches. Okay. Hey, All right. A lot you, you have bye a great bye, day. Everybody. Yeah. Bye bye. You're listening to Gardy with Angela. Our phone number is area code two one six five seven eight eleven hundred or two one six five seven eight one 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 one. Short pause for the news. We'll be right back. Hi, it's Leanne for Petiti's. Come celebrate the grand opening event at any Petiti location, including the newest locations in Boardman, Brunswick, and Jackson. Right now, save 20% on many of your favorite lawn and garden products and save 25% on all trees and shrubs. They're all Petiti grown right here in Northeast Ohio. Petiti's has partnered with Scott's Miracle Grow to collect donations for Cleveland Clinic Children's Child Life Program. Help Petiti's create a more comforting experience for these amazing children children and their families. For more than 10 years, Angelo Petiti has been a big believer in using sweet peat because its versatility and performance for so many different projects. As a mulch, it looks beautiful and suppresses weeds, but it also slowly releases nutrients and retains moisture. As a compost, sweet peat loosens compacted soil and promotes microbial growth and vargarious root growth. It's perfect for bountiful organic vegetables and herbs and keeps flower beds colorful all season. Angelo Petiti highly recommends using sweet peat for your gardening projects. Back to Gardening with Angelo on News Radio WTAM 1100. Once again, Angelo Petiti. We're back. You are listening to Gardening with Angelo. Our phone number 216-578-1100 or 216-578-1111. Good morning, Angelo. Yes, good morning, Good morning. Good morning. How are we doing? Good, good. Thank you, Angelo. I think you answered part of the question, but uh, I still want to uh, uh, spray the apple trees with fruit with the oil spray. Yes, you you can definitely do that right now. Actually, the uh, you talking about just straight like bulk oil, or you talking about all season oil? Uh, this uh, I, I ha- it's called high yield dormant oil. Yeah, that, that's the regular oil. That's yeah, the, yeah. Is that okay to you? Yeah, you can use it now. You cannot use that when the leaves come out. Well, that's what I was concerned about. Right. Uh, the uh, apple trees are are now showing uh, green tips. I, I would not use it. I would not. What you need, you know, what you need to use is all season, all season oil. Okay. Okay, that's a refined oil. You can use that before the buds break out, okay. and then you can use it when the leaves come out. That's really a great organic way to control uh, insects on on the uh, fruit trees. Because what that does, it actually penetrates into the skin. But the best part about it is you can use it all the way to 80 82 degrees. Oh, so, good. So when it gets to be above above 85, I would not use it. But between 80 and 85 would be kind of the, the maximum. But in the 70s and low 80s, you can definitely use it versus having to use something harder. Uh, the stuff works phenomenal. But that would, that's what I would recommend to you. Now, the one that you have that works, but you can only use that before the, uh, the leaf breaks out. Yes, that's and you know, that's why I haven't used it because uh, the weather. Well, the weather has been too cold. Too cold, right? Exactly, that. right. It has to be. It has to be above freezing when you use it. Is that for twenty four hours? Angela? For twenty four hours, yeah. It's got the night temperature has to be up uh, above freezing. 
Okay, very good. Well, then, then if I spray with uh, with this uh, all, all season. season oil, how soon afterwards can I spray with the fruit tree spray? Because you know, well, you won't, you really won't need to do that unless unless it's absolutely necessary. Uh, generally, you can use the all season uh, through the month of uh, May and June. Um, and then at that time, you, you'll be able to determine if you see that something um, that you cannot control with that, then I would go ahead and use the uh, fruit tree spray. Oh, okay. Well, okay. Boy, but you, get, you can definitely use the all season uh, all the way in, until you really, you know, if you have something that you cannot control, with, that, that doesn't control it, then I would go ahead and go to the next step. But generally, if you start early, you should be able to take care of that just with the all season oil. Well, that, that'll be a great, great help, Angelo. I, I really appreciate that. I have another quick question. Uh, for uh, what, what do I need to put on for a friend of mine has a has a Japanese ornamental cherry tree, and it doesn't seem to be growing well. It's, um, it just doesn't seem to be growing. You know, the, the first thing I would do, I would go ahead and feed them. You know, all these trees, you got to make sure that you feed them in the spring and you feed them at the end of June, early July. You get on a rotation to feed them on a yearly basis. You will find that these trees will perform so much better. I mean, they're, they're, if they don't have the nutrients there, something's going to be something's going to get affected. Either the blooming, or the health of the tree, or how they perform. So, just to make sure that he feeds it. The best thing to feed all these trees is plantain and iron tone. Okay, and, and this is the time to do that. Um, and on the cherry tree, I would definitely make sure that these sprays it. They they're no different than a fruiting cherry. They act the same, even though they're a flowering cherry. Oh, so, they, so they still have the same uh, requirements that you would have to do on a fruiting cherry. So make sure you spray them with the off-season oil now. And then when it comes later, at the end of uh, when we get into the heat, before we get into that, if he sees that he's having something chewing on them, I would then I would go ahead and use to a, go to a fruit tree spray, um, uh, to a complete fruit tree spray, so that they would uh, it would do the job. Okay, yeah, it seems to be healthy otherwise. It just doesn't want to grow. I don't know whether it's the soil, possibly, that's... Uh, well, I, would, I would start with feeding it and then go from there. Okay, Angelo, that's, that's great. Uh, that's going to be great help. I thank you most kindly. Uh, I appreciate okay. it. Have, have a great day. Yeah, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Good morning, Good morning, Angelo. Good morning. How are we doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. Uh, this is a question more for late summer, early fall, but I want to be preemptive on this. We have a shrub in the backyard that last fall was given off some sort of sap or nectar or, or some other juice of some sort, and there was covered with hundreds and hundreds of bees from the time the sun went up till even after it went down, and it was bothering us and the neighbors. Yeah. You couldn't get anywhere near it. Is there anything we could do during the summer to spray on that to keep things like bees away from it? No, no. Is it is it a is it like a flowering peach or a flowering plum? It's it's actually a pussy willow tree. It's, and it's just it's it's more like. Um, is is it a tree? It, is it a tree or is it a um? Is it a bush? Well, it's a bush, but it's about as tall as my house. So. Okay, you know what you could do with that uh, if you really want to keep that fresh. And this is going to sound crazy to you, but I would uh, I would cut that down to the ground. Uh-huh. And get rid of all that old wood. That's where you're getting all that sap from. Uh-huh. And l- let it come up. And uh, that thing will be 10 to 12 feet tall. Uh, if you cut that down now, by uh-huh. the time you get to, to July, that'll be 10 to 12 feet tall, believe it or not. But you'll have all fresh wood. You will not have any old wood. And that's where the sap is coming from. So if that's a bush, I would just go ahead and cut that down to the ground. I, I would do that now. And I would do that every year. 
uh, when it comes at uh, the end of March, cut it down, let it force it to come out of the ground, um, and you'll have a brand new, uh, all, all new wood, and that's not going to bleed, that's not going to attract any of that. Great. Okay, very good. That sounds great. Thank all you. All right. You have a good day. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye now. Morning, Angelo. Good morning, Angelo. Good morning. How are we doing? Good. Um, I have a couple of questions. I didn't get a chance to cut down my rose bush, and it's starting to leaf. Can I still cut it? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, cut, cut them down, you know, cut them back down to 8 to 10 inches, uh, remove any kind of crossing branches, old wood, clean it all up, uh, feed them, and they're ready to go. Now, can the Rose of Sharon be cut? I would cut that down, down to 8 to 10 inches. Right, okay, no. right down to the ground and let it force it right out. and if it's woody cut it even lower let force it to come the more of it to come out right out of the ground versus off the off the plant right now the my hydrangeas have the small little buds on them have they has that been affected by the uh, freezing temperatures no it shouldn't be because i think the um uh they they were not early uh, so early on, they just uh, there was nothing there. Uh, they actually just showed up the last uh, you know few days. Uh, the, the buds are good; they're all solid. Uh, the, uh, yeah, they're going to bloom and they're going to bloom uh, better than they've, they ever have because there's really no burn on the hydrangeas. What I would do is make sure that uh, any of the dry wood that's on there, uh, just kind of clean them up. Get a hand pruner, kind of clean them up and shape them, um, feed them. Um, you know, holly tone and iron tone now, and I would put the uh, the uh, aluminum sulfate around uh, to make sure that they stay good and blue. Oh, great. Okay, thank you so much. All right, well, you have a great day. Yeah, you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Morgan Arangelo. Hello, good morning. Good morning. How are we doing? Go ahead. Hello. Good morning, Ant. Good morning, Angelo. Go ahead. Um, hey, I, yeah, I had a couple questions, but first of all, uh, thank you for coming to Canton. We really appreciate that. Oh, and uh, you and you and your family just run a, a top-notch class operation. We've been to Talmadge, Strongsville, Boardman, and now here in Canton, and you just do a wonderful job, so thank you. For yep, that. well, we have uh, a great team, great team. Mm-hmm. That's what it takes. Yeah. I have a couple questions. Uh, number one, I'm trying to be preventative here. Every, uh, probably end of July, first part of August, I get uh, rust or red thread in my yard. Is there anything I can do now to help prevent that? I, I wouldn't do it now, but what I would do, it would be at the end of May, uh, early June. I would just go ahead and put a fungicide down. Okay. That okay. that will prevent it. Uh, you need to get you need to do it before we get into the heat. So what I would do is I would look for um, there's a, usually that one week uh, that will go from seventies uh, and then all of a sudden we spike we spike into the eighties. When mm-hmm. you see that they're, pre- they're predicting that 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 is the perfect mm-hmm. time to do it. Uh, that will mm-hmm. prevent that from happening. Okay. Do you have a, a recommendation for the Yeah, uh, Scott's makes a great one. Uh, okay. Yeah, just uh, uh, put that down and uh, works phenomenal. Okay, good. And then my last question is, uh, how how do you use neem 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 oil? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. On on what and when? Uh, you can use that on everything, uh, and you can use that pretty much all the way through uh, as the plant starts to grow. Uh, mm-hmm. Phenomenal. Uh, you know, uh, organic, um, you know, control. Uh, the only thing with that, it, uh, uh, whatever you're doing, let, let's say you, if you have aphids on there, you're going to have to do it four times like every three days. It only lasts okay. about three days. It okay. doesn't have a long, a long longevity on the plants. So you do it more often. Uh, but you can definitely use it, but you can use it on everything. 
Okay. Very good. Thanks so much. For All right. Time. Well, you have Appreciate a great it. day. Yep. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. Morning, Yara Angelo. Hey, good morning. Good morning. How are we doing? Uh, good. I've got a uh, serious issue with uh, moss in my lawn okay. as well as in the flower bed. Okay. Uh, go ahead. The first thing I would do is, uh, I, I, I would, and I would do that now, uh, I, I wish you'd have been listening uh, the last three, four weeks uh, to put uh, the lightning line down, um, or you can use the Scott's Moss Control. Mm-hmm. Um, but the lightning line will work really well. Just put that down, like about coated, like maybe about uh, a little bit less than an eighth of an inch over it. Uh, what that will do, it'll penetrate very quickly. It'll burn the moss and um, then work it into, then it'll go into the soil. Uh, basically, what's happening, the, the area that you're talking about, the soil is not uh, draining uh, well at all. Uh, the, the aeration is not there. Uh, so the, that, that the, the soil is very compact, so it doesn't let air or water through. That's why you're winding up with the, um, you know, with such a heavy moss on top. But, um, get, uh, you know, make sure that you put the lime, uh, lightning lime is a, um, it's a very quick acting, active lime. You put it down, once the water hits it, it activates. And so it'll work very quickly. Um, and then I would, from now on, I would do it in the fall every year. Uh, and that will get, that will keep your pH up so that you don't wind up with all that moss. Um, in the grass, do the you know, same thing in the, you know, in the flower beds and the grass. Just go ahead and use that. Uh, let it sit on there, you know, for a few days. Um, before, before you cut the grass, make sure you put that down first and then, uh, later on, then, you know, just let it sit for four or five days, then cut, then go ahead and cut the grass. Okay. But that, that would be, uh, number one. And, um, on your lawn, um, if that area over there, if you think that's compacted, what I would do is I would aerate it. Uh, you know, that'll give it an opportunity for water and air to get into the soil. Uh, the best time to do that is sometime in the next couple of weeks once it dries up enough that it doesn't make a mess by you doing it. Okay. And do you have to rake that out? No, that no, no, you don't. No, that okay. you don't. You just leave it right on top of the ground. And how soon can you reseed after that? Uh, you, right at the same time. Right okay. at the same Very time. Good. If, you know, if you're going to... Uh, if you're going to reseed the lawn with that, it's the, this is what I would suggest that you do. Uh, put the lime down now. Let wait, you know, wait until the soil dries up. I would get a detaching machine. Mm-hmm. Okay, get the detacher. Sink the blades of the detacher about three quarters of an inch into the soil. Then clean it all out. Clean all that out. Then once you're done with that, then put your grass down, your grass seed down, put your lime. I would go ahead and apply lime again uh, mm-hmm. on that. Put your seed, put your fertilizer, and now you're set to go. Let the seed come up and then get into a rotation every uh, every fall. The best time to do it is in the fall because in the fall, winter is coming. The rain is going to take it down. The, you know, all the, the Mother Nature is going to do all the work for you. You don't have to worry about getting dry or not getting dry. They'll take care of it. That's the easiest time to do it. Okay, and that's called uh, lightning lime? Light, lightning lime. Okay, very good. Okay. Thank you. All right, you have a great day. Yeah, bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Morning, Gerard Angelo. Yes, good morning. Good morning. How are we doing? I'm good, thank you. I have two questions, please. Uh, we have Chester daisies, and each plant must produce about 50 flowers. They are absolutely beautiful, but they only bloom for about one month. 
Is there a way we can get them to bloom again? Uh, yeah, you can. Now, uh, uh, <clears throat> uh, probably what's happening to yours um, is they are ex- the, the clumps are extremely thick. Oh. Okay. So when the when the 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 clumps are very um, thick, they kind of they put the bloom out and then they kind of choke themselves. You know, they kind of choke out because they get they get so thick that mm-hmm. they'll choke the flower bud out. Um, what I would do is I would dig the clump out, kind of split them in uh, three or four and replant them so they got some room to to go out because they all go out from the sides. They all grow out from the sides. And what's the best time of the year to do that? And you could do that now. Are they up oh. about a couple of inches? Uh, just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. that that is yeah. the perfect time to do it. Once they're up about a couple of inches, that, that's the time to, to do it. Then what I would do uh, when they when they start when they are done blooming, don't let it don't let them bloom all the way to the end where they get a seed pot on there. Mm-hmm. Kind of get to where they're like about seventy five eighty percent bloomed out. Okay. Cut them down to about four to five inches. Feed them osmocote. Uh, on the heavy side, they will keep them vegetative through the summer, and they will keep reblooming. Oh, wonderful. But they need space. Well, you know, I said they, if you look at the clumps, they get to be so tight. You can even get, you know, you can even get your little finger in there. That's how tight they get. Um, so that's, that's why every saw, about every three, four years, you really need to kind of open them up so that, um, they have some room to, to expand. But the key is after they don't let them go to seed and, before they before they get to that point, uh, you need to really load them up with osmocote. Osmocote is a continuous feed. They'll feed them for the next uh, 90 days into the ground. Uh, so every time water goes in there, it, and it keeps the plant uh, thinking that's still spring, uh, still has got to produce. Once the seed come on, the plant thinks it's done, and that's why they shut off. I see. Okay, okay. and my other question is about lavender. It doesn't look well. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, do it's it's, it's, it's gone. It go? it's, it, no, it's gone through the winter. What I would do, I would, um, one, I would cut it down to like about four or five inches. Okay. Then I would get my hands in there and just clean it all out Re- because there's a lot of dead uh, uh, needles, a lot of dead branches in there. Uh, you don't want that in there. That You know, if it gets wet, that's what really creates uh, fungus. That's what creates an arbor for the uh, for the insects to, to lay their eggs in. So with your hand, just clean it all out really well. Just remove all that, uh, anything that's dead or debris in there. Same thing there. I would feed it osmocote now. And uh, you'll see that in about the next uh, two, three weeks, there'll be a big, beautiful new plant. Uh, but it's, it's looking the way it's supposed to at this time of the year. Uh, what you need to do, just what I just told you, just clean it out and feed it, and uh, you will find that the plant will be out there performing beautifully all summer long. Okay. And not a, and not a bad idea through the summer uh, to go ahead and do that again. When you, you see that the uh, uh, it starts to get a little uh, old looking, you know the needles mm-hmm. look a little, little kind of past their prime. Uh, take it and cut it back halfway. Clean it all out, feed it. It'll start all over again. Uh, you can go ahead and dry that. You can use that for potpourri and you know for fragrance in the house. You can, mm-hmm. um, you know, you can, you know, all kinds of uses for it. So that's what I would do. Okay, Angela. Thanks and all enjoy right. the sunshine. You have a great day. Enjoy mm-hmm. the weekend. Yeah. Bye bye. Morning, Angela. Hello, Angela. Uh, good morning. Excellent. How about yourself? Good. I have a couple quick questions. I know you've talked about shrub rose. Here, but what about climbing rose? What should I do? To take the care? climbing rose. What I would do is I would, um, it, as the buds starts to show, mm-hmm. um, 
I would go ahead and remove any excess. You know, I would tr- try to keep. You have, is yours on an arbor? Is it on a trellis? Yes, it's okay. on a trellis. On a trellis. Okay. So you want to control the the space that the trellis has. Okay. So what you do is um, remove any um, uh, old branches. Uh-huh. You want to you want to really kind of open it up and clean it out and it. it all your flowers are going to come on new wood. Okay. Okay. They don't come on old wood. So the the old wood the old wood provides the growth to the new wood. Right. The new wood provides the flowers. Okay. So, uh, so you want to kind of clean it all out, and you want it to look nice on the trellis now, without the um, without the leaves and that. So, um, so yeah, it's very visible. Um, but you know, you want you want to take about. You know any small branches, any uh, real thin, leave things that they're like the size of a, of a pencil. Okay. The size so of a pencil, leave on there. Smaller than that, take it all out. Okay. Okay. It's not going to do anything, and then shape it so it fits the uh, uh, the the arbor uh, that you have there, and um, and that's it. Feed it. Um, you know, just keep you know because they they rebloom. Keep feeding it. Um, you know, every five or six weeks, and mm-hmm. uh, you know it'll, it'll be a uh, uh, really, you know, you gotta spray them. You know, you do have to uh, give us some spray, um, and uh, they'll they'll take care of it. Now, I should use the rose care. I use. I, w- the- I would use the rose care. Yes. Okay. okay. And the next thing, um, I have a clematis. It's sort of a special one, and it's I, I don't know a special breed. I called Henry. It's white with a red setter, but it mm-hmm. really isn't doing well. And I've had it a very long time. Do they sort of die out? No. 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 Um, is it um, is it really shady where it's at, or is it wet where it's at? No, or? it's it's pretty bright where it's at. Okay. So. Uh, does it get any after? Like, does it get a little bit of shade at all, or no? Mm, very late in the day. So very, okay. Maybe so, that's so, the problem. Yeah. Um, yeah. They generally the best place for a clematis is when they get all day sun, and then like three, four o'clock in the afternoon, they get okay. they get the shade. That's okay. the that's the most ideal spot, so that um, they kind of cool down. But what I, what you get, what I would do, um, I would uh, dig around it, clean it all out uh, with a fork. If you can just kind of um, uh, punch some holes all the way around, so it gets some air in there. Okay. Um, is it down to the ground now? Is you it, you have the last year's growth on there? How is that now? I want to take a look out the window. Now, yes, I cut it down because okay. it starts looking deadish. That, that's okay. So, um, so you know, now going to clean it all out, remove all the any kind that's any that's debris that's dead in there, and then just go ahead and feed it. Feed it with uh, holly tone and iron tone. Okay. 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 Um, when you put the um, when you take the um, the fork and kind of uh, punch some holes around, uh-huh. get some biotone. And see see if you can get it to go in those holes. Okay, biotone. Okay. Biotone. I think I have that. Bi- biotone is a is a uh, they're microbes. They're phenomenal for root system. So what that will do, that will really help develop the roots. So that, uh, and then when you're all done with that, put about two to two and a half inches of mulch on there. Oh. The mulch will keep it cool. That's and when, when it comes in the when it comes in the summertime, just to be mindful, just to have the mulch on there because okay. when it gets hot. 
uh, what's going to happen that all the top roots, you know, the, the, the roots are all fibers. Right. So they, they burn out. Oh, okay. The mulch will help keep the plant cool and will also keep the moisture there. So uh, just to kind of, when, when you get into late June, July, August, keep an eye on it. Make sure that the, if the, the mulch kind of goes away or something, yeah. uh, just go ahead and replenish about two to two and a half inches of mulch on there. Those roots um, need and to feed be it needed. And feed it again at the end of June. Okay. Feed it now and feed it at the end of June. Okay. Okay. And one last question: Crab apple trees are too late to trim the lower branches now. Oh no no no! You, you know, do that. yeah, absolutely. Okay, you know, clean you. them all out. Also, if you have some of those really small, sometimes they have a bunch of uh, real thin branches on the inside. Yeah. Now that they're very visible, take all those off. They produce nothing and they take a lot of food. So clean those all out. The tree will look a lot better and it'll do a lot better. Thank you. We just—it's uh, been so cold. We didn't want to get out. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank all you right. So much. You have a great day. Yeah. Bye bye. Morning, Good morning, Angelo. Morning, Angelo. Morning. How are we doing? Good. How are you? Excellent. Thank you. Good. I have a fig tree um, in a pot, about a twenty-four inch pot. Mm-hmm. Probably about seven, eight years. Um, I've had this. I've transplanted it into larger pots over the years, and I think I'm I'm, I'm at the max now. Um, it looks very. Mangled. It's, it looks like a, a crippled the, old hand or something. The, the top or the top or the roots. The whole thing. Well, I haven't I haven't taken it out of the pot, but the the, the branches. I mean, I have yeah. branches that are size of um, let's say a hammer yeah. handle. Yeah, I would. I have I, fingers and thumb yeah, size yeah, all that, over. Yeah, that's okay. You know, leave that alone. What I would do is I would take it out of the pot. Right. Um, you know, cut the bottom of the tree. How big of a pot do you have it in now? Twenty-four. Twenty-four inch. Yeah, okay. I heard you say that this yeah. morning. That's okay. what I was yeah. on doing. So what I would do: take it out of the pot, cut the bottom off, take about three inches off the bottom. Okay, and then on the side, uh, it's going to have roots like the size of your thumb. Right. So you take get a hand pruner, cut all those roots off. Okay, just leave the just leave roots there that they're the size of a pencil. Then with your hands, just kind of rip everything on the sides, rip everything out over there, you know, and clean it all out. Then put some fresh soil at the bottom, and then put fresh soil all the way around. You're going to have to do that every year, uh, because basically what's happening, what you're trying to do every year now is just regenerate fiber, fiber roots on it, so that they can, the tree can get the nutrients in. Uh, those coarse roots, they don't do anything. Eventually, the coarse roots will choke the tree out. Right. Um, but that, uh, but I would also think about starting a new one. I, I uh, was going to ask that. I, I, I would, I would start. I would think about starting a new one, okay. so that because eventually, that you know, it's going to be all roots and no soil there. So there's not going to be a, a plant that's not going to be able. It's going to survive, but it's not going to be a plant that you're going to want. Right. Can I? Can I? Uh, cut the the two main branches in Absolute, half and transplant yeah. those. Now uh, nah, I, well, I know you could try it. You could try it. You know, if you're going to do that, do it on the north side of the house. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank All right. You. Have a great day. Yeah. Bye bye. Well, the uh, the hour is pretty well gone. What a beautiful day. We you know we are. I know we've all been uh, kind of dying, uh, waiting for this kind of weather. We're going to have a beautiful week next week. Uh, things are going to really dry up. So some of the things that you want to get out and do is we are running about a couple of weeks behind uh, uh, from a time standpoint. So you got um, you can definitely catch up on some of the things that you need to do and uh, uh, take advantage of uh, the beautiful weather out there. And uh, I'll be back next Saturday. Bye bye. Hi, I'm AJ Petiti. 
Come celebrate our grand opening event at any Petiti location, including our newest locations in Jackson, Boardman, and Brunswick. Visit any Petiti's and save 20% off many of your favorite lawn and garden products, including Scott's, miracle Grow, Espoma, Ortho, plus outdoor ceramic pottery, and so much more. Plus, get 25% off our amazing Petiti-grown trees and shrubs. And now is the perfect time to plan your outdoor space. Come speak with one of our experts and get the specialized attention you want at no additional cost. Plus, our outdoor patio collection features beautiful all-weather patio furniture and dining sets to fit every space, and it's all at 40% off. Stop into Petites today for these great savings and so much more. Also, Petites has partnered with Scott's miracle Grow to collect donations for the Cleveland Clinic Children's Hospital. Help us create a more comforting care experience for these amazing children and their families. At Petites Home and Garden Center.